Hey guys, I just got an email from Patreon. Talk about it. I'm confirmed. You're nice. in it. I'm, You're in. I'm. I'm an official Patreon. I am an official Patreon as well. This is what I was talking about, you know? Have conviction. If you're going to put some things together, be a piece of the puzzle, you know? We're all out here. We signed up on our own goddamn Patreon because, yeah, we're paying ourselves back exactly. to help get us out of deficit, right? So, like, all right. Or is that just putting us in more of a deficit? Yo. I think it's switching the deficit from personal to the... I think we should take this moment to explain what the Patreon personal. is and try to get this guy to sign up. This is the perfect chance right here. Yo, Sell Mike. Yo, Mike. Mike. Sign up for the Patreon. It's www.patreon.com slash waitingonfries. It's going to cost you $3.99. Just don't go get a McDonald's burger today instead. And that's for the month. And then you get all this extra content, man. Content, content, content. Is it worth it? Yeah, it's worth it, dude. I'm in. Awesome. Nailed it. Just like that. It's waiting on fries. That you don't get it? You don't what do you mean you don't get waiting on fries? Hopefully the customer never hears waiting on fries, but all this time on the entree and it's perfectly executed and then you're it's like ready Fuck, to go. I forgot to fire the fries. I just always use that when I forgot to put somebody's order in and I was like, hey, I'm just waiting on the fries. It's gonna be two more minutes. Realistically I come back ten minutes with the food. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know that liquor stores have had record sales over the past year? They were up 39% while we struggled to keep our business afloat and our liquor sales are down 58%. 39% over the one year? They went up. That's we crazy. went down 58%. The stores have increased their share of all liquor sales from 76 to 91%, while restaurant and bars have seen their share decline from 24% to 9%. Jesus Christ, those are big numbers. What? Can you slow all that down for me and put like, the numbers? What went down? Even, even more than that, what are you talking about? So, I'm saying what liquor saying? stores benefited greatly from the last year because everybody's at home and just ordering liquor and stuff to their house. Makes so, sense. their liquor sales went up 39%. Well, if we looked at our liquor sales for the past year, we went down 58%. It's a big swing. And that the market share went from 24%, where restaurant and bars had a, uh, 24% of the liquor market sale share, and went down to 9%. So you're, what are you, what are you reading from? What, what is this? Well, this is in reaction to the fact that the liquor stores are trying to end the alcohol to go at restaurants. What? So we can still sell alcohol to go. Right. And now the liquor stores are trying to say it's enough for the restaurants. Cut us off. Nah, I, I like buying liquor at my <laughs> restaurant. What are we, what are we doing? Those I mean, liquor store bastards. So I got an email from the Empire State Restaurant and Tavern Association about trying to get behind this movement to keep alcohol sales to go at restaurants because, you know, it's still like an added revenue as we all, we all know it's busy now. People are going back out and all that stuff, but we got a lot of catching up to do. Absolutely. As I just read, we were down huge numbers last year. So yeah, it's great that we're up, but we got to make up for two seasons in one season. Yeah. And the liquor stores are trying to keep their grasp on the market hole, um, on the market share. By not, trying to, or by trying to stop the sale of liquor to go at to restaurants. Stop, yes, yes. I gotta say, over the weekend, I did actually like sell a to-go beer because the stores were all closed, the bar was open, and they said, "Can I? Am I able to get a beer to go?" And I said, 
Good fucking question. I honestly don't know because the laws keep changing everywhere. There you go. And it's hard enough straddling Connecticut and New York. Like, now you're asking me a tough question. Let me go figure some things out. The hard hitters. Yeah. yeah. Sure enough. I don't know if that really qualifies a tough question because that's, like, easily Googleable or, like, just So in the, in the email sure. from the Empire State Restaurant and Tavern Association, they say that the lobbyist group for liquor stores and the representative for the liquor store section of the market claim restaurants are back to doing business like normal and they've received substantial financial assistance from the government so they no longer need any help. Oh, we no longer need help. We no longer need help. Stop, collaborate, and listen. That's are, what that whole thing sounded like. Are you good? Like, do you no longer need help? Are you good? Good to go? No, I need help. I, I need a lot so. of help. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like I just said, we got to make up for two seasons in one. Yeah. And also, we're not talking about a, uh, you know, it's a little greedy on the liquor store side because they watched their market share grow and had exponential growth last year. And now they just don't want to come back to normal. We're trying to get back to normal. They don't want to go back to normal. They want to keep their Tony doesn't want to trade his Corvette back in for a Camry, you know? He wants to keep making these nice payments. (laughs) Trying to buy another Corvette. So I like the fact that we are able to do to-go booze because it does help in certain situations. I don't think that it's something that is cost-effective by any means, and it would be stupid if you're consistently just ordering cocktails to go. It doesn't make any sense. Right. However, in these jam time spots where, like, the stores are actually closed, like, what do you do? Like, this is, like, your Hail Mary play to get a, you know, a yeah. drink. And, I mean, you're talking about cocktails, but some bars and restaurants have beautifully curated, like, beer lists. So you go in and get a can of beer that you might sure. not otherwise get, you know? Yeah, or, like, a, you know, a growler or yeah. you, whatever it is that you you're taking with you. You get beer at a liquor store. That's exactly what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> not to mention, you also can't get, like, a cocktail at a liquor store. You can yeah. only get the... The bottles, the bottles of liquor you that need they to sell. make the cocktails. Exactly. Sure, and, and in some states too. Keep in mind that the liquor stores are governed by like the state. The state is the one that sells you the alcohol because the state's the one that's interested in making the money as you know. Tax. Well, this we're talking about strictly to New York, yeah. not not nationwide. And New York's not a control state. Well, they're a control state, but at least not in the liquor store area. All right. So like things like this. Uh, Obviously, this is something that is going to keep unfolding over the course of the next months as they continue to lose their market share now, the liquor stores. But but there is something we can do to help ensure that the rules don't change back, right? Just there's some like links or something that we could uh, reach out to people? Yes, yes, there are many links. So they need help. We're looking for the restaurants to contact the legislatures, uh, legislators to you know make sure that they know that we want to keep the alcohol to go sales. You would think it would be relatively obvious. Yeah. But we got to make it known. But also, um, residents and people in the area can also do the same thing. So we're going to throw some links in the show notes, right? I love Justin, like, pointing at me, like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> he's like, do you're more work, throw some links dude. In the show I notes. said we're, but really, Jay's going to throw the links in there. <laughs> got it. We can, we, can, we can put a link in the uh, profile bio, in the Instagram profile bio, so people can. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely with that. We'll put that into the link tree. That way, you know, you could go in there and fill out whatever needs to be filled out just to say, hey, strength in numbers, dog. Let's keep on selling things to go. Uh, real crazy story that happened over the weekend. Oh, shit. What happened? Just like, you know, you ever like go into something and it's just not for you and you decide it's not for you, but at least like you finish doing whatever the hell you were supposed to be doing. Because integrity is a core family value and that's the type of person you are. Like, yeah, Yeah. you know, not to say it as corny as you just did, but yeah, (laughs) correct. That's a real thing that I feel. So uh, I'm just like working through the weekend and 
there's a new guy in one of the places, and he's kind of just like, you know, moseying around and whatnot. It's his first day. He's getting a feel for the place. Well, he wasn't training anymore. He was like a oh, dude was that was working. On shift. Okay. So sure okay. enough, like we're getting into the weeds. It's getting thick. Like people are starting to come out. And they're starting to, you know, really hammer down the bar. Plus the service tickets are all going off. Ching, 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 ching. Keep on printing. Let's go. Guys getting a little flustered. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to like, let me do the service. So I'll hammer him out a little bit faster and, you know, get us out of trouble. Sure enough, like three minutes go by and I was like, yo, this guy just leave to have a cigarette break? Like, well, what the hell just happened? Where is he? Why didn't he tell me he was going somewhere? So just left unannounced. Go six, take a break. six minutes go by and I was like. Speaking of cigarette breaks, I have a standby for after this story. Okay. So post story, thanks for reminding me what I gotcha. was saying. Sure. Uh, where what? Where was I? Uh, six so, minutes. Yeah, six minutes now go by and I was like, did you go to the bathroom? Like, yeah, you could tell me these things. Just yeah. tell me you're stepping off. It's like the proper thing to do. An easy thing to do. Eight minutes go by. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're at like 12 minutes and I'm like, hey, I'm laughing right now because <laughs> I have a feeling I know what's happening, but new guy's gone. He's missing. Can you find him? Check around. <laughs> he, <laughs> he left. He, he just, just like, <laughs> the guy just, like, disappeared. He just disappeared into the night sky. Did you, like, check the cameras later to see him walk out the door? Dude, uh, listen, if you're going into a place, you've completed the training, now you're working, you're actually making money, like, on a tip share with other people. Oh, he got through the training already? Got yeah, through the training. Wow, okay. Shift. All of a sudden, just disappeared. And, like, you do not do that. I don't care where you're from. How were you raised that you just, like, mid-quit? So, sure enough, there's it's like more common than you think. There's yeah. like a text thread going off about like, "Hey, where are you?" It was like, "Oh, I didn't feel great. I had to step off." And this is like a half hour later. Like, uh, how do you notify people like this? And then later on in the next text thread, it was, "Thanks for the opportunity." <laughs> I was like, "It sounds like a guy that's never coming back to collect a check. Never sure coming back oh, no, to no. collect tip share. No, no, no. He'll be back for the He'll check. He'll be back." Well, I'm about to find out that he did not make any money that night as far as the tip share goes. Oh, they they yeah. always come back. Yeah, so... <laughs> you would think even in the craziest of situations... Yeah, they wouldn't want to, They but come no. back with, like, their heads down, like, I'm not picking my check. So, just, just though, like... Is, is, Mike, is Mike here? I need a big old Mike <laughs> check. talk to Mike? This is a regular <laughs> thing, though, where people decide that it's not for them and Dude, just, like, just disappear into the night sky? They can't cut it, and they're just like, no, nah, this ain't for me. How many, how many times can you think of that that has happened in this building here? Because right building, now, I can think of it. At least four. I think four. At least two. I've I'd got two like, for sure. Yeah. I got the, the dishwasher and yeah. the, uh, the trainee. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely been at least at least two more. So, but, like, in a, in a professional yeah, setting. Uh, the, can we say names? I don't know what no. I'm saying. Uh, you, you can't. Can't the, say names. Can't the, say names. The kid, the bartender, early on. Okay, so people have just disappeared. Vaguely remember this? You know, he was like, he was trying to get behind the bar, trying to get behind the bar. We had him barred back for like three months. And then, like, he just failed at bartending. Like, he just couldn't do it. Like, he would fill beers like halfway and like <laughs> give it to people. And I'd be like, you got to fill the glass. He's like, oh, all the way to the top? I'm like, yeah, all the way to the top. You got to give him a whole beer. So we took him off and we had him do a delivery driver, delivery driving, and he took a delivery, dropped it off, and never came back. So in a professional setting, though, like you can't just do things like this. You don't just disappear, guys. Can we please just for a second? Uh, we like we can't 
in a professional setting just disappear in the middle of a shift. Like, there's ways to go about it. And furthermore, like, I would think that you would have the proper, uh, I, I want to say, like, talk to a fucking manager for a second and say, listen, this really isn't for me. I'm feeling immense pressure and I can't handle it and I have to leave. Like, that, you, fucking you, say that. Is I that mean, too much? I think that's a little embarrassing for yeah. someone to have to say, but why? I mean, why though? Like if there was a job that like, I could listen, not I guess handle, you're right. I there's guess you're been right. places that I've I've worked at for like a day or two, and then just realized it wasn't for me. Yeah. And but I finished the shift. That's sure. what I'm saying. Then, is like, whatever. actually I can't even say that there was more. I just didn't show up again. Really? I did, I did do that. I did do that. <laughs> I did do that once. Now that I'm thinking about it, I did wait, wait, it one so time. What was the story? But I didn't like walk out in the middle of the shift. No, I just you just didn't, didn't show up show for the next up. shift. Yeah. What, what was the, the place? There was a there was a bar. Open up. This is uh, maybe 2006. 2006, about a year before we opened. So yeah, actually, <laughs> there was a bar opening up in Port Chester on the on the waterfront. I've never heard the story before. So there was a bar there, and you know, I talked about it because they did. Okay, so there was a bar there, and they opened up, and they like built it out. And they, you know, they thought it was gonna be like the hippest spot ever, and it was like really corny and like not corny, but like overdone with like flat the bar top flashed. Like yeah, the yeah, LED yeah. lights and all that stuff, and they had like the music system. And I remember touring around, and they had this gigantic menu, right? Like there was like sixty things on the menu. And I walked in the kitchen. They were like, "Give me a tour of the kitchen." And the kitchen was smaller than our kitchen in New Rochelle. It had to be yeah. like it had to be like two hundred square feet, yeah. right? Including the dish station. And and they sat, and the, and the place had like one hundred eighty seats in it. And I said right away, like when they were touring us, I said to the to the owner, and I was like, "This kitchen." Small for 180 people, isn't it? And he was like, "No, no, it's uh, you know, it's all you know, fast stuff." They could not. The, we were, I was there the first weekend. They couldn't get anything out. Like it was slow. People were yelling at me the whole time. I was like, "This place is gonna crash and burn. I don't want to be part of it." It's like I'm jumping ship. And they had the, you know, the philosophy of me being one of five bartenders uh, in this bar that wasn't even that big. It was like 12 seats at the bar. If but you had five bartenders and they behind had five them? bartenders. It was a, it was a island bar mm. but there were like 12 seats but it was for the whole place like a clubby kind of thing and um it was four good looking girls and me and the four good looking girls didn't know how to do anything yeah. like i don't know if they ever worked at a bar ever in their life so they're gonna make all the money while you do all the work yeah and i understood that but that's so was a like, whatever. piece of I'm, a puzzle that we yeah. accept in the i understood bar. i was like i'm the i'll make all the drinks they're gonna <laughs> talk to everybody and get like 20s and 50s thrown at them and we'll yeah. split it up later you know i was like whatever but, but I was like, yo, they can't do anything. They couldn't even grab, like, a beer out of the fridge. So I was, like, literally banging out. And I was like, you know what? I had a softball game that I was going to miss to work at this place. And I was like, I'd rather play softball. I just didn't show up. I just didn't go in. I finished that shift. I didn't, like, yeah. walk out on them. But I just didn't come in. They were calling me. And I was like, yeah, I, got, I had a softball game. And they're like, you're not going to come in? And I'm like, nah, did I'm you gonna, hear me? I had a play. softball game. <laughs> I was like, I, I got to play. I, I answered the phone. I didn't ignore them. I was like, nah, I got to play. They were like, well, if you don't come in today, we're going to find somebody else for the job. I'm like, I oh, understood. <laughs> I was like, oh. So, but like at, at this point too, how old are you? How old was I? Yeah. 23. 23? Yeah. This, this guy was like 37. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So all, all I'm saying is that like. I don't know what goes on through people's heads. Obviously, I know that we're in a point where we really need help in the bars and we're willing to overlook a lot of different things. But Can't overlook that. But like there's just some 
some points where we have to, I think, start getting creative in the hiring process and finding where people are and get them in. In We need to get them in. Like Justin's poaching approach of going to every single Applebee's and Buffalo Wild Wings in a 27-mile radius to find somebody. Like it might be time to be looking at that and figure it out. How do we get these? How do we get these guys to come that, work? That place closed, by the way, about a month later. Yeah, you I made the right decision. I had PTSD from you just describing how the bar top <laughs> lights up. Like it comes with a warning sign that say these colors might give you a seizure. <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, these. This is where we're at currently. Is the fact that there's not any bodies anywhere. We got screwed by that dishwasher. Like, you walked out middle of Fourth of July. We we're like real busy. Super busy. Had the event going on outside. And all of a sudden, there's just, no dishwasher. Just left. Yeah. Left. That was probably the worst. With that said. I'm sorry. I'm going to cut you off again. The runner guy it was funny, though, because he, he he got it to the right table and everything. Like, he's like, I'm going to run this food, and, and I'll finish just, this one, all the way right out one the exact task, and then I'm just going to walk out. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd that kid go? I took the food to table 11. You think he would have just, like, left it at the bar or something? Like, yeah. He went to the right person. He dropped it off to the right Enjoy. people. Enjoy. Good. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Straight out the door. <laughs> With you... In Smokehouse, I know that you have everything jiggered out. What'd you call me? I said, <laughs> I said, with you here, I know you have everything jiggered out, right? All the cocktails are getting jiggered, pretty yeah, much all we, the drinks. As, as, much, as much as we can. Yeah, and with that, that gives you some quality control. Because, I'm not a dictator about it. Yeah, but it gives you quality control to the point where you know that people's pores are kind of on par. Because they're consistently being calibrated, right? Every yeah. time you use a jigger. So in entering a new environment where it is a dictatorship of jiggering things out, it's really tough when there's a lot of different cocktails on a menu that have to get jiggered out that all have you know four ingredients at least each, every single one of them. And it really slows down the pace. And when we start looking at setting up these high volume situational areas, it just it doesn't make sense to be jiggering things because it slows you down so much that there's just an overwhelming amount of cocktails to go out of a service bar window while also taking care of the guests that are sitting at the bar as it is, where then you become a slave to the tickets that are coming in the service well. Well, that's why you put a service bartender on. But now in the predicament that we're currently in where there's not enough bodies to be working, you can't necessarily just have a dedicated service well worker. It, it just doesn't work the same way. So what's your solution? Yeah. <clears throat> so the solution is, I think, to pre-batch as many things as you can to actually go out the service window. That way, you could spend more time with the guests at the bar top. And Why don't you uh, take like the parlor's approach, pre-batch all your cocktails in little flasks? Well, because then you've got to monitor the flasks, and that's not a high volume. It, it, the idea is there to be able to streamline getting things out, yeah. but the parlor only gets hit for, you know, two sittings or three sittings max. That's, you know, it's not like they're doing hundreds of people through the door. Probably. Not happening at all. Yeah, but no. the good thing is you can use, you can batch out, use that during service, and then, you know, during your high volume time, it's not like we forgot how to make the cocktail. Yeah. Correct. You know I mean? You just no. getting a little head start on it. Get a little start. And you gotta you gotta teach them not to not to you know go to the ammunition at four o'clock when yeah. no, no one's there. You know? Exactly. And, you know, and, and that's this, a valid point. You know, 
is you don't want to run through the ammo that's there to protect you for right. when, when you, you start really actually get hit. getting hit. You put yeah. it in there, and then at Friday night at 7.30 when the bar is full and you have 10 tickets, then you start running Just through that whip shit. Them out. And I actually tried to explain that to somebody, <laughs> and he was like, no, it's right here. It's what I put it together for. And I was like, but you don't need well, it it's only 4 o'clock right now. I'm right. pretty sure you can make a margarita you know with your hands right. where like <laughs> it's not going to take that much time yeah so like yeah there's a lot of strategy that has to be employed and i think that especially when you're talking about trying to throw these parties and get as many people into the door and get as many drinks out in a quick amount of time i i mean last night uh, at some point i threw the jigger to the side and i said just you know come talk to me if that's really an issue right now i know it's more important to get these 10 drinks out in this last push instead of waiting here for you know syrups to come drizzle down the jigger and then get a cocktail made like it doesn't make sense if you're gonna throw the jigger away i think you just got to make sure that you're being accurate with your pores you know yeah and I, I, we do have it on video where you thought you were accurate but then you weren't actually that accurate yeah, yeah and i that. Yeah. and yeah and we talked about that going into it and i said guys i haven't poured anything in like months times so no, like I there's no shot we should send that to your current employer I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying, like, if, you, if you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna do it with the jiggers, you got to make sure you're on point. We can no, do it correct. Week week. Now that you're back, like, you've been pouring drinks a lot That's more. True, now, yeah. We can do a reassessment. We should I, do it right now because he's talking like, about getting rid of the jiggers. Yeah. And, <laughs> and what, what happens too though is, you know, looking at some of the places that do this very well, where they're saying we understand free pouring is way faster. They actually test you coming in just to make sure and yeah. you get three shots yeah, to get it right right or yeah. pour, pour for your drawer so it makes a lot of sense though because again then it recalibrates at the beginning every single and it shift. Make sure you're not just wasting money which is what a lot of places like they overshoot that small ass little thing that makes a huge difference in the shift and making sure that everyone's on on par and moving as quickly as possible so like bring that shit back bring that back I'm actually going on a mission to make sure that we bring that back into this other place to see if we can speed test. things up. Yeah, just a consistent port test. Just yep. do it, you know, every time. Every Wednesday, port test. That's what I got for you. Guys, don't forget to smash that like and subscribe button because, you know, algorithms.